This is a Suno India production. You are listening to Climate Emergency. Hi, I'm Rakesh Kamal, production lead of Suno India and host of Climate Emergency. This week we have a special episode all the way from Andaman reported by Sharada Balasubramanian. I landed in Portland just the day when Cyclone Pabuk was to make a landfall in Andaman Islands. There was mild rain and slowly clouds turned darker and thicker. I looked at my phone there was a weak signal on my bsnl number it was then i got to know that most mobile networks do not work here forget internet talking to people wasn't going to be easy i wasn't prepared for this how would i coordinate with the people in search of stronger signal i went out and called the scientist i was supposed to meet and i was stuck in saying hello for a long time Hello, I'm Sharda, an environmental and development journalist, and I'm doing this podcast for Snow India. The travel support for Andaman Islands came from Earth Journalism Network's Bay of Bengal grant. I traveled to Andaman to look at how island farmers here adapted to climate change and extreme weather through various solutions from scientists. So, when I finally got through to the scientist, all I could hear in broken words is, I will be there in 15 minutes. It was about 2:30 p.m. I looked out of the window. The wind was blowing very fast and it was strong too. The scientist said that we could have a look at the farm and the landscape here before we could start interviewing farmers the subsequent day. As we drove along to Choldhari Panchayat in South Andaman, I could see water everywhere. After looking at a few farmlands, which were all a few meters from the sea the scientist said i think it's not safe to be here now we should leave now i looked at the sea behind me it was in complete fury and swelling up right across the farmland the road was not very high from the sea and it was a scary sight to look at the sea water rising to the road we traveled across the undulating terrain and the driver paced up as the water level was quickly rising everywhere the rains battered heavily and the vehicle was shaking in strong wind i was only hoping the vehicle would not be swept by the storm it was the first time i witnessed the landfall of a cyclonic storm and just then a thought struck how are the local people coping with such extreme weather conditions and the cyclone hadn't sunk and settled yet all night i could only hear the rain outside my window the next morning walking in slush and clay i saw fallen banana trees dead after cyclone farmer said there was nothing they could do about it Sudhir Datta a farmer 
grows vegetables and has coconut and areca nut plantations in his farmland. He also has poultry in his farm. After the 2004 tsunami, his land was barren and uncultivable for almost six years. His farm was barely 10 meters from the sea and during tsunami, his entire farmland and home was underwater. He recounts his experience with cyclones in Andaman Islands. Dr. A. Vail Murugan, senior scientist from Central Island Agriculture Research Institute, also known as Kerry, has been working in the islands for over 15 years on protecting the natural resources like land and water. He has also been working with island farmers in overcoming environmental and climate change challenges and helping them pursue smart farming from an ecological approach. Dr. Vail Murugan, could you please tell us about the environmental and climate change issues in Andaman Islands after tsunami? How does it impact the farmers here? In Andaman Nicobar Island, after tsunami, there are different uh, situations created. One, we have waterlogged condition. Second, you have a salinity. So this is a two typical problem we are facing in the coastal area. In addition to that, during summer season, you will find a shortage of water because though you have a rainfall, good rain, good amount of rainfall of 3000 millimeter, it happens till December 15, that is southwest monsoon and northwest monsoon. And after December 15, that is mostly after January, January, February, March and April, this four months, we have shortage of rain. In addition, we have high evapotranspiration in Andaman Nicobar Island because it is close to the equator. So once the islands are close to the equator, because of sun rays are falling exactly on overhead, you will have high evapotranspiration. And you can see the land, here it is undulated terrain. So there are three factors which affects or decides the water availability. One, you have rainfall is less. Second, you have high evapotranspiration. Third, you have high gravitational force because of undulated terrain and because of this re three reason this island suffers water shortage for agriculture during the uh, dry season that is starting from January, February, March sorry uh, January, February, March and April and opposite to this what happens in from January, June to December we have two monsoon season we have plenty of rainfall. So, from June to December, we have southwest monsoon as well as northeast monsoon. These two monsoon bring copious amount of rainfall of more than 3000 millimeters. So, we have a water logging. During this season, if you have a high tide, because we, which occurs two times in a month, then you will have a spring tide also. So, at that time, lot of seawater comes inside the coastal areas. So, because of this, one water logging, another seawater intrusion, you have a salinity as well as seawater water logging problem together. And other hand, during summer season, you will have a dry condition. So, this is a two typical problem we face. Normally, it never occurs in a mainland condition. Either you will have a dryness or you will have a water logging. Here, you have a dryness, you have wet log water logging as well as salinity. So, these three problems we have to tackle. Apart from this, your land availability is very limited. So, you cannot expand the land unlimitedly because uh, we hear forest, all forests are most of the, all the forests almost are reserve forest. You cannot enter into the forest area. So, you have only 50,000 hectare available for agriculture. So, within this 50,000 hectare, you have to increase the productivity and also the production. So, the options lies efficient use of resources like water and land. So, one, one of the best options we found 
based on our research experience and also uh, ha things happening elsewhere in the coastal areas of the world, we found that land shaping is one of the best method we can go about and control the conditions. Dr. Vail Murugan, how different are the issues in Andaman Islands in comparison to say farming in mainland India? What are the solutions that could be best suited locally to Andaman Islands considering the host of issues the island is facing? So land shaping is nothing but you can see the pond, what, how you will see in India and elsewhere. Simply you will make a bund of 1 meter or 2 meter then they cut according to the requirement. Even you can go for 3 meter, 4 meter also people go. But in the coastal areas, you have again a limitation. So, if you are cutting a pond of 2 meter, 3 meter, I am inverting the coastal sea water inside. So, I have to be very careful not to cut the pond more than where you have a marine sediment. So, once you encounter the marine sediment, more than if you do it, then the sodicity will increase. This also invites the sea water into the agricultural land. So, you cannot do it. So, you have to make a careful assessment of land shape, means the terrain as well as the depth of the marine sediment. Could you please elaborate more on the land shaping method? What are the challenges in implementing this design in the islands? What are the various factors that are considered when you look at a solution like land shaping method? Then you have to consider the farmer's land availability also. So some farmer may be having one acre, some farmer may be two acre. So th this also there. So considering all these factors, you have to have a, a one or two solutions to the farmer's need also. Socioeconomic factor you have to consider. One is you have a natural factor, another is socio-economic factor. Considering these two, we have devised different land shaping methods. One, you have broadbed and furrow system and second, you have a um, three-tier farming system. Then you have a bond, uh, you have a normally pond, but this, our land shaping, we change the configuration of the bund as well as slope what we give. So that is called broader dikes. So pond with a broader dikes so that you can go for cultivation. So all these three major land shaping what I told be broad bed and furrow system, uh, farm pond with the broader dikes, three tier farming system, then you have a purred bird system. So all these different land shaping methods are suitable for different farming situations. So one of the best option we will select and we will offer to the farmer to implement it. So once you choose the method, so it is a land shaping method. So you have to recreate the condition. It is not just like cut and fill the method. Just like what we are putting a pipeline, then we are cutting and filling. So that cannot be done here because in the bottom layer soil, it may be saturated with the sodic condition or it may be sulfur or some other toxic aluminum will be there. So you have to recreate as such. So cut the first portion top layer, then you fill it, then bottom layer should go to the bottom. Accordingly, our, we will make a plan for earthwork, then we will cut and fill method, we will do it. As such, we will recreate it. So that the amount of water required and also time required to reclaim a land will be very minimal. So that is the design we make it. Second consideration is clay content and sand content. So based on the clay and sand content, you have to give a slope. So if your land is more clay, you need not to give more slope. If your land is having more sandy conditions or more than 40-50% of sand is there, less clay is there, then you have to give more slope so that the structure is more stable. So stability is more important. At least the structure should last for four to five years so that it is remunerative to the farmer. So accordingly, we have devised different methods and bund condition also we decide whether we will give one is to one slope or one is to 0.5 percentage slope or sometimes we will go one is to 1.5 percentage slope also. So it depends on your conditions of the soil. So once we will before going, we will go discuss with the farmer the field condition. We will make a sample survey, soil survey. 
then we will decide on what is the depth we can go about it, what is the bottom layers, then the proximity to the sea. So, all this based on the condition, we will decide what depth you can go for each and every condition. So, once you go about it, then the earthwork will be done, we will cut and fill method, same condition as such, we will recreate the layers. Soil layer will not be disturbed, as such we will create, then after making a bun rising, at least we have to raise 1 meter. Sudhir Datta did try growing vegetables a few months after tsunami, but due to high salinity, nothing grew. There was some flowering, but after that, the plant just withered away. Once during heavy cyclone, water just gushed in and he was forced to stack his hens on top of each other just so that he could save them. Can you stop the water from entering, he asks. Though there are early warning systems, there is no point if we just know about it a few days in advance. The last thing we could do is put a blanket over the crop and cover them up. Despite an average rainfall of 3000 mm annually, why do farmers suffer water shortage in summer? How do you formulate your landscaping method systematically when rainfall is becoming unpredictable in Andaman Islands? For that area, if you have a terrain, we will take a peak amount of rainfall based on the historic record and the previous record. Say particular, you know, single day you have maximum in Andaman recorded rainfall is around 15 to 20 centimeter in a single day which occurs in August and September. Based on this, we will estimate the what is the depth of flow of water. So, if the depth of flow of water during peak hour of rainfall is 3, three feet, if a particular terrain, then we will devise it at least 4, four feet height of bun should be there so that the crop is saved. So, this is the final criteria we will consider to raise the bun. So, if 3 feet water is there, then you need at least 4 feet bund, raised bund, so that the crop will not suffer waterlogged condition. So, based on this, we will raise the bun. So, once the bund is raised, in the next uh, uh, rainy season, immediate rainy season, we will allow the water to percolate, the water goes down, then it will leach all the salts, soluble salts, salinity, whatever is the other toxic substance like aluminium, sulfur uh, and iron, all these things get leached out. To the water. Then after this, once the rainfall is over, we will have a pipeline to remove the water from the furrows because as I said, all this landscaping, you will have a water storage structure as well as raised band. So, this water will be removed in the next or consecutive season. We will remove the ex excess water during dry season, we will, we will remove it out so that all the toxic substances will go out. Then the next season, again, we will store the water. At that time, the quality of water will drastically improve. So, this water will be used for irrigating the crops. So, you are addressing two issues. One, during peak rainfall season, you are through the bund, you can raise the crop. Then you are harvesting the rainwater, storing it. And second thing, initially you are leaching the toxic substances. Subsequently, you are using the land for cultivation. The major advantage is water will be used not only for irrigation, but for fish culture. So, that is very much in demand. So, farmers income will be diversified. So, this is we call it a agriculture activity diversification so that the stability and sustainability will be more. So, this is how we use the water. So, harvest the rainwater, utilize for irrigation as well as go for fish culture.
Farmers chose broadbed and furrow system as a more popular method of land shaping in Andaman Islands. All the farmers that I spoke to were cultivating vegetables as most of them were close to the sea and could not risk growing paddy. The salinity went up and down and paddy cannot grow in saline water. Many farmers reaped the benefits of land shaping technique by growing vegetables and rearing fish. Tapan Mondal, a farmer, set up the broadbed and furrow system for harvesting rainwater and to grow vegetables through kerry. His farm stands lush green today. There was radish, spinach, brinjal, bottle gourd, chili, cabbage and two ponds full of water. There were tiny fishes swimming in the pond as well. He talks about his changed farmland post tsunami and now. Tsunami ke baad kuch phalta hi nahi tha. Agar apna zameen liya to hamara hum log ka babu pehle wo teen bed bana ke diya. Usme bagan kara. Acha munafa hua. Hum dekhta hai aisi zameen to hamesha karne saka barish hai. To apna eta si leke pura zameen hum bed banaya. 1.5 lakh kharcha karke pura bed bana ke isi tarah hum sabzi शुरू किया इसमें हमको नफा है क्या हमेशा हम कर सकता बारिश में भी धूप में भी बेड बनाया इसमें हमेशा कर सकता इसमें हमको नफा फायदा है डॉक्टर वेल मुर्गन कुड यू टेल अस अबाउट व्हाट विल हैपन इफ फार्मिंग इज डन ऑन अ लैंड विदाउट एनी इंटरवेंशन इन कंपैरिजन टू शेपिंग द लैंड फॉर बेटर इनकम ऑफ फार्मर्स व्हाट आर द फार्मिंग पैटर्न्स एंड द क्रॉप प्लान्स फार्मर्स कैन फॉलो टू एंश्योर सस्टेनेबल इनकम एंड वाटर अवेलेबिलिटी देन फॉर द बंड if you are not making any land shaping your land is as 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 good as a barren land or waterlogged area if you are raising the band not one season you can grow vegetable if you are very intelligent farmer is very uh, educated and aware of the climatic condition you can go three three crops in a year so your cropping intensity will be 300 percentage so instead of one rice you can go for three vegetable so on an average in andaman your vegetable uh, cost will be around 50 to 100 rupees depends on the vegetable even if the farmer sells it for 30 to 40 rupees it is highly remunerative for the farmer if he are able to make three consecutive vegetable crops for short duration or long duration depends on the season so here you can go for cauliflower you can go for uh, bindi you can go for uh, uh, um, brinjal then you can go for chili uh, then uh, short crops like uh, palak then uh, greens then uh, mulli that is other turnip or root crops of short duration you can go so our beans is very highly remunerative it goes for 100 rupees in the market during summer season then you have a cooker beets like snake gourd ridge gourd all these gourds you can grow comfortably during rainy season then karela that is bitter gourd this you can grow during summer season and other crops during the first season you can grow it so you, you can make a very good plan farmer should aware of the cropping pattern and crop plan so based on this you can go for three crops so on an average if you have a land shaping area of 1 hectare on acre land normally farmers will get 25 to 30000 if you go for rice crop but if you go for a land shaping method after 2 years he is going to get not less than 3 lakh rupees so including his labor family labor charges so around 3 lakh rupees he will get income if he put his good investment and his put labor is going to get because you have a diversified agriculture business one a barren land you are using for cultivation by land shaping you are harvesting the water you are going for fish culture and you are going for growing crop for three season of different vegetable so that you you will have a good sustainability 
in addition to that if you are able to integrate animal component like poultry duck other animal large animal or in some cases we are uh, uh, doing research or very good effect we are getting impact we are getting that is going for dairy unit so you can comfortably have two cows uh, you can grow in the bund and the side slopes uh, fodder then you can sustain two cows so if you are putting a cow not less than 1 lakh rupees income you will get it so put together finally a net return of 3 lakh rupees is assured in andaman condition if you go for a land shaping method so this is the technique uh, we have uh, devised it then we have standardized then we have <coughs> demonstrated uh, to at least 220 farmers people after this tsunami so now this is been uh, given to other agriculture department other land department for upscaling and also this is one of the very good method for making your irrigation facility available to the field because in a low lying area in andaman condition you have no other way of irrigating the crops you have no bigger streams you have no irrigation facility you cannot go for dam you cannot go for large check dam so only way is you utilize or uh, every technology has to center around your rainwater harvesting so once you harvest the rain in different ways then you can utilize it for the subsequent 3 to 4 month and similarly you can go for a fish culture so this diversified your business then your stability is increasing so this is what uh, all about the uh, land shaping method what we have uh, standardized and we are upscaled it for andaman and nicobar conditions you were talking about geological changes in andaman and the resulting impact on its landscape and ecosystem could you please elaborate more on that uh, in andaman uh, during tsunami or even after that also it is in uh, a highly earthquake prone zone risk zone 5 uh, it has been kept but when there is earthquake occurs in andaman nicobar it is mostly related to the uh, uh, below surface uh, below surface or uh, below the ocean surface activities happening in the java that is a trough is there this is called a java trough so once there is a upcoming of magma or a plate goes down so there is a counter effect in the island nearby island so you have a plate so once your plate is goes down then somewhere it get raised or once the plate goes up somewhere it get low so because of this writing or sudden movement of plate only it generated a splash of sea water so this generated your tsunami waves so that is one source of energy is your plate movement that is called plate tectonic is the source of generation of your tsunami waves and another is somewhere your plate will go down in the fault area so in andaman two things have simultaneously occurred during last 2004 tsunami some plates like south andaman andal is gone down up to 1 meter uh, it has been estimated and some plates like north andaman the land has raised up to 1 to 2 feet some location so we can see clearly some area the sea water has been withdrawn from the mangroves so this mangrove is dying because no flush of sea water it will die and other succession of plant will happen in south andaman because of the tsunami we have a land subsidence like in tamil nadu you can see uh, the coastal area like tutukurin and other rameswaram these areas in the geological time has gone down because of subsidence then some other area which may come up to balance these things similar thing happened here also so because of this subsidence of land larger sea water will come inside where there is a rise of plates the sea water will get withdrawn so this will have a consequential effect on the plants as well as the flora and fauna of that particular location which has have occurred in during the tsunami dr vel murugan in one of your research papers you said that el nino had an impact on andaman islands with erratic rainfall and even led to agricultural drought and flood 
could you talk a bit more about how rainfall pattern has changed over the years and how extreme weather and climate change is threatening the islands uh, in andaman we have observed from since uh, 2012 we are facing more shortage of water during summer season that means your total number of rainfall remains same but the number of rainy days have come down initially from 148 to 50 now it has come down to 140 rainy days that that too also there is a skewness of a distribution that is during summer season our rainfall has come down during uh, rainy season rainfall has increased but our total remains same so within the 3000 that means that we are facing more of uh, extreme events so extreme events means a very extreme rainfall of uh, more than 10 cm in a day we have different classifications imd has uh, done it because of these extreme events are more drought dry days or more rainy days this affect is that is one climate change effect and second thing is your sea level rise because of global warming so there are two things we are facing uh, one is now at present we are facing shortage of water because of decreasing rainy days during summer season but my total rainfall remains same another things the islanders started facing are in the future it is projected to face that is sea level rise because of global warming a sea level rise of even uh, a per year 0.1 mm will generate more sea waves that means that during cyclonic storm or during the high tide more water will rise and it will co- cover more uh, inland area that is the coastal area so more sea water is going to come inside the land during the high tide and similarly when there is a cyclonic storm or when there is a high wind again it will generate a, a sea surges so this sea surge also comes inside so this will have a, a consequential this climate change that is sea level rise will have a consequential effect on the existing sea surges and the cyclonic storm so more water we can expect to cover more area that means that you are bringing more water inside and salinity inside that is what the effect of climate change another i said a plate tectonics that is mostly of geological related phenomena it is not much related to the climate change so andaman is facing two problem one is you have a, a geological related problem like plate movements and another is climate related problem that is shortage of water during dry season because of less number of rainy days as well as rainfall and the second is climate related problem is you have a sea level rise these three thing put together put this island in a vulnerable position so this is what we are addressing through land shaping because climate change is a slow process you 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 have a time to adapt and adjust only you have to work and find a way but geological things are calamity you cannot do it anything about it like your tsunami and all it comes in a flash of second so this you cannot adapt more much uh, more only you can take a precaution and preventive measures but climate change definitely by technology we can adapt it that is what your land shaping is going to help you so you are raising the bund at least 1 meter if uh, water comes up to 2 uh, feet or 3 feet your land is safe enough so this technology helps you to adapt to the changing situation same like uh, what your tsunami brought to the sea similar condition you can expect when there is a sea level rise so that is what this technology we call it a climate resilient technologies uh, adapt to the drought condition adapt to the water logged condition then adjust to the sea level rise or by sea wave so this is what this land shaping is all about helps to adapt to this condition Though there were systematic scientific interventions that helped farmers across the Andaman Islands, 
there were few simple things that innovative farmers like Sudhir Datta did. After cyclones, the brinjal plant roots would loosen up. He, along with his agricultural laborers, pressed that food firmly on the soil. This fixed the plant on the soil so that they do not collapse. This is done in the entire farmland. We witnessed this on the day after cyclone. Another unique feature in Andaman's farm soil is presence of seashells. The farmers spread seashells across the farmland to remove acidity from the soil. And the scientist says that this cannot be found anywhere else. Thank you for listening to this episode of Climate Emergency. As independent producers, we rely on you, the listeners, to support our work. So we'd request you to please go on to the support page on our website suloindia.in and contribute generously. For regular updates, please do subscribe to our newsletter on our website suloindia.in.